Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65 Max. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. My focus is my mission statement to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring Jews to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, nonprofits, donors, sponsors, volunteers, and the community and abroad. I hope everyone is having a beautiful day, of course, to all of my girls all across the world. Are you being loved? That is my question for today. Not just physically or emotionally, I mean spiritually, mentally. When you are loved, the echo of tenderness sets the tone to set the finest quotes of love. That may be exactly what you should want to hear. When it comes to expressing or confessing any form of love, we tend to hesitate to reflect our emotions sometimes when we feel neglected, abused, or ignored. Generally, when we are faced with challenges and obstacles, we tend to forget what it means when someone cares deeply about what's true. The invisible forces and energy behind the life psychic phenomenon, heavenly and cosmic forces. In many cases, the growing links between real science and spiritual teachings like mindfulness, mediation, meditation, breath work. All Road 65 Max Foundation brings you honest discussions and topics about what's real in today's world regarding my opinion, having open discussions of your truth pertaining to obstacles and challenges that one will either endure over a period of time that has caused hardships and who needs the resources to overcome the obstacles. I know I am an example of a person who has overcame injustice and obstacles on my journey. I have a vision to help give a platform for young adolescents to speak about how we can together as a diversity culture, make our voices heard and be able to move forward through social growth. If you take a stance against bullying, you are standing against it. If you take a stance on a continuous issue, it means you believe strongly about that cause one way or other. At last, my special guest today is Angelica Casita, who says one of the things she is most passionate about is animals. She really enjoys playing and having contact with animals. It relaxes her. She is intrigued with horses that she's been riding since a little girl. And it passed time. She likes music, especially the American Italian rap in songs in Spanish. She loves going out with friends, going out to the sea and boating and having fun. One of her goals is to travel the world and her passion is clothes, shoes, and fashion. At last, thank you for joining me for this interview chance, Angelica, and welcome to the show. Hi guys, my name is Angelica, I'm from Italy. 
and almost uh, um, 18 years old. Uh, I like uh, spending my free time with my friend, with my family, and visiting new new place and uh, having new experiences. Uh, I really like animals and fashion. Like animals and fishing. And what part of Italy are you from? Uh, Sardinia. Sardinia. Tell us a little yeah. bit about Sardinia. Yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Sardinia. Um, like how is the culture and what do you guys do? 17-year-olds, what do you guys do? What do you like to enjoy and do? <laughs> uh, beach. Uh, the beach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite food? My favorite food is pasta and pizza. Pasta and pizza. And what is your favorite food here in America. Hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) You eat McDonald's. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you love Coca-Cola. Yeah. (laughs) Coca-Cola. Yes. So tell me, Angelica, tell me why you choose or I'm sorry, tell me why you had chose to study here in the U.S. Uh, first thing to learn English and then because I like uh, the USA. What do you uh, like about the USA? Uh, <laughs> everything. You like everything? Yeah. <laughs> tell me what was the most surprising thing you have done so far or you have seen so far? Any in here? Mm-hmm. In USA? Mm-hmm. Everything because in the USA uh, surprised me and leave me pictures. Pictures? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> pictures? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, you went have you gone to the movies? Yeah. You have gone to the movies? Yeah. Oh, okay. So do you went to the movie theater? Yeah. You went bowling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. And tell us about the school that you are attending right now. My favorite subject. Your favorite subject in the school. What is the name of the school that you are going to? My favorite subject in school in Italy is Oman Science. And uh, in here, uh, fashion design, because in Italy, uh, I'm frequent different school. Okay. Um, So here you're going to Freedom High School. Yes, you're going to Freedom High School. Yeah. And in a place. Yes, yes. And what is your favorite subject there? Fashion design. Fashion and design. Yeah. Why why fashion and design? Because in my future, um, uh, I like uh, working uh, um, important brand. Okay. Louis Vuitton, Gucci. Um, I like to be a stylist. Okay. Stylist, yes. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so what are, what are your plans when you get out of school? You going to college? No, no college, but work. To work? Okay. Yeah. And you want to work for who? Anyone in particular? Mr. Vuitton, Gucci, okay. in Milan. Okay. You want to, oh, you want to work in Milan? Yeah. And you want to work for Gucci mm-hmm. or Louis Vuitton? Yeah. Okay. So you want to work for some brand premium? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's wonderful. Okay. You are here participating through Six Five Max Foundation program. What have you learned and what would be your take back home you have learned being empowered by me. 
your mentor. Yeah, I can say that through uh, this radio program, I would like to tell um, all the girls who listen to, to US, USA mm -hmm. uh, that they, they have the opportunity yeah. uh, to have this experience or the world to, to do it. And why? Uh, because they will not uh, regret in because in in addition to learn and uh, new language and learn another language. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you meet new people and new culture and new place. Yes, very beautiful. Great, that is good, and that is one. One thing that I like and I'm passionate about because when Angelica came here to the U.S. from Italy, Sardinia, she did not know any English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not speaking. <laughs> but now she has a tutor and she's learning and she's moving forward and it, it feels good. Yeah, a work in progress. Very good. A work in progress. That is, that is beautiful. Yes. And we did just discuss about your career path and what your goals are. And one thing that was interesting to me is even though here you're going to be, you're in a 12th grade mm -hmm. and you are making great grades. I mean, your, 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 your education is doing great, mm -hmm. but you have to go to school again, even after graduating here as an honorary. And then when you go back home to Sardinia, you have to still go to school for what? Six more months, right? Yeah. So tell me, tell us a little bit about the education in Sardinia. Because you guys go to school like a year more than the United States, correct? Mm -hmm. um, in Sardinia, in Italy, not in Sardinia, in Italy, five-year school five for years. graduation, no four. Okay. And I don't know, different schools for subject. One school language, one school almost science, one school for math, one school for... Uh, I don't know, <laughs> different school. Different subject. school. Yeah. Um, in Italy, no college, but university. Oh, no junior college? No junior college. Really? Yeah, university. Oh, only university? Yeah. Okay. Or subject, university, um, I don't know. <laughs> medicine mm -hmm. or psychology or I don't know that, well that's great wow so yeah you'd be well educated huh when you leave here and go back and still gotta yeah. go to school some more school, school in Italy is very difficult very difficult <laughs> yeah. is it much harder in Italy than in the United States going yeah. to school? You think so? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So Angelica, what advice would you give to another student coming here? To another exchange student, I would recommend uh, to do this experience for 10 months and uh, not six because there are too few. Okay. Later for me, six months. Six months. Okay, give them time. Yeah. To really get to know yeah. everything. Yeah. Then six months is like being crammed in yeah. and you have to do this, you have to do that. And and everything. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And we're looking forward to the prom. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. My first time prom. In Italy, no prom. No prom in no. Italy? Really? Yeah. So you're going to be able to dance and all that, right? No, in Italy, no prom. <laughs> no prom. Wow. No. Well, that is an experience then. Yeah. So it will be other students internationally coming here. Yeah. And they will get that experience of a lifetime. Yeah, because you yeah. do, you get the prom, you get the graduation. Yeah. And um, you also have grad night. Yeah. 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 And do you have grad night in Italy when you graduate from high school? No. No grad night? No. So what do you do? You just be given a diploma. Yeah. And your hat and keep it moving across the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Diploma, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Diploma, bye. Okay. Well, that is, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That is very, very interesting. So tell me, what are some of the hobbies that you like to do? I know you said you like horseback riding and you've been riding a horse since you've been a yeah. small little girl, right? Yeah. And I know that because when we went to the, um, um, the ranch there to to ride horses you was just yeah. like ready to go i love everything animals but horse is my favorite, favorite? yeah yeah what's your horse name adibo your horse name adibo yeah okay okay <laughs> adibo okay and you love music yeah i listen music uh, italian music Mm -hmm. American music rap, mm. reggaeton, Spanish. Reggaeton. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite? You have a favorite rapper here in the United States? Favorite? No. Um, Lil TJ. I don't know. Pop Smoke. <laughs> Pop Smoke. Okay. This <laughs> girl, Cardi B. Cardi B. Oh, Cardi B. Yes. Yes, he likes Cardi B. Yes, yeah. okay. And uh, so Pop Smoke and Cardi B. Mm. And do you listen to any other rappers? Uh, yeah, everything. You listen to everything? Yeah. Yeah. So you have shared some of your the music that you listen to in Italy. And actually... There's no change when it comes to the beats and things like that. It's just the language that is different. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's it's really, it's awesome to hear because, you know, I'm from here. I've never been to Italy, but listening to a rap artist from Italy just brings back the same thing that we do here. It's just creatively different when it comes to rapping. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's good. That is good. Is there anything else that you would like to say to the world before we end our conversation? Mm -hmm. What would you like to say? <laughs> I don't know. Any last moment suggestions to other girls oh uh, I would like to tell the young younger mm -hmm. uh, girl mm -hmm. that if they have the opportunity to have uh, this uh, experience uh, they absolutely must do it oh that's beautiful that is beautiful well, you heard it from Angelica Casita, who is from Sardinia, out of Italy. And she is the exchange student here, going to school. And it is a pleasure having her. We are actually learning from one another. She's learning English. She's trying to teach me Italian, but I need a whole year with her. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that our English is a lot easier than trying to learn Italian. But I'm looking forward to 
having more students such as Angelica. And I look forward to being able to speak in a little Italian. I think that it's very important when you go to other countries that we at least learn the basics. So that is what I am trying to do is learn the basics. Well, Angelica, it was a pleasure having you on my show. And I do look forward to chatting further. I thank you again and good luck on your endeavors. BBS Radio. Welcome back to BBS Radio. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. My next special guest is Julie Phillips-Hatch. She is a pediatric nurse practitioner, a parenting coach, and a pediatric acupuncturist. Sorry about that. She spent Mm -hmm. over 30 years working in pediatric and intensive care. After a transformative medical mission trip in Brazil, she returned home to pursue more holistic forms of health care. She studied traditional Chinese medicine, where she learned acupuncture and herbal medicine. Her approach to parenting blends both Western and Eastern medicine. She is a host of her parenting podcast, Moms on a Mission with Julie Hatch. She can learn more about Julie by visiting her her website. At last, I want to say thank you for this interview chance, Julie, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Pamela. It's very nice to be here. Thank you. (laughs) So how are you, Julie, and where are you from? I am um, in Massachusetts. I am on the coast near Cape Cod, and it's a gray day. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it hot or just no? Um, it's been in the 30s. It's really quite chilly. <laughs> oh yeah, that is cold. Oh, I would yep. be really, really cold out there. Yes. Wow. Yep. So we're I, I anxiously am- waiting for spring and summer to arrive. <laughs> Yeah, and when would that be? Mm, a month or two. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I am going to get right to it. So mm-hmm. tell me the transformative medical mission trip to Brazil. Um, well, back mm, tw- 15 years ago, maybe, um, I've been working in neonatal intensive care, which I did love, but um, was offered an opportunity to go to Brazil and work with um, kids who were being treated for cancer. And I love to travel, and I love working with kids, so I went. And what happened there is that I wasn't licensed to do any kind of medical or nursing work. Um, I didn't speak Portuguese, so there wasn't a whole lot of interaction verbally I could do. So a lot of it came down to alternative methods. I saw people doing massage, people doing Reiki, um, acupressure. So without the Western medicine medications and technical stuff that we do, there's some great ways to deliver um, health, healthcare and, and healing without the, without the Western medicine. So then I come back from there and I then looked into all kinds of the, the massage and the Reiki and finally landed on acupuncture. And I continued working in Western medicine for a little while, but um, probably 10 years ago, left Western medicine completely and just now do acupuncture and parent coaching based on um, a blend of the two. <laughs> Yes, that was my next question for you to tell me about the forms of the herbal medicine you have studied. I am mm-hmm. very interested in that. Yeah, herbal medicine is an important part of Chinese medicine, acupuncture being a small part of Chinese medicine. Um, and herbs are 
as important as acupuncture. So we think of acupuncture as treating the outside of the body for illnesses and the herbs reach mm-hmm. the inside of the body for the illnesses. So they're both equally um, really very important in helping a person to heal, both acupuncture and herbs, Chinese herbs. So tell me, so like when I'm a little stressed, I you know, I drink like the teas and mm-hmm. yeah, so those would be some of the herbal medicine, right? Yeah, for for stress and relaxation, but they also, they're much more, um, they're really very comprehensive. They can treat infections, they can treat um, digestive problems, they can treat, as Chinese medicine does, can treat a whole host of problems. So it goes beyond just um, stress or insomnia or anxiety or things like that. They can treat physical, medical illnesses. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know... (laughs) I have a friend, one of my colleagues, um, she had told me a lot about drinking, you know, different teas, not just, you know, the regular teas you buy out of the store. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been going to like some of the um, herbal stores that sells teas, you know, the private labels. Oh, yeah. I find them to be really, really good. And actually like the chamomile that they make is a little bit different. It's like more relaxing. And when I get off into my yoga, yes, Uh I am into yoga because I finally (laughs) am reaching that point mentally where I am understanding how I can mesh together to get that relaxation. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. Yeah, yoga is yoga is great stuff. And the as you're talking about the, I guess specialty shops or the private shops where the where the teas aren't, I assume, manufactured by big U.S. companies, but are a right. little bit more authentic. That they usually are, um, just by the processing or lack of processing, they tend to be a little bit more effective, stronger, and because they're the real thing. Nothing else added to them or taken out of them. Yes. Yes. So tell me, tell me about your, um, your, your parenting podcast. Yeah. My parenting podcast, um, I started back in September and it goes along with, um, my parenting book that I just finished and put out. And it's, so the podcast is called moms on a mission. Um, and my business is called moms on a mission, consciously connecting with our kids. And my message basically is about how to connect with our kids um, on a deeper, more substantial level than what we typically do on our harried, busy days where there is really no time to connect, but how to really connect with your child and how that affects their development and their behavior and how they do in school. Um, It goes beyond just connecting, but that's the beginning of what I try to help parents to do is to connect at a at a deeper level to really understand where their kid is coming from again with the challenges of our rushed chaotic lifestyles that we all lead yeah so i'm going to speak more deeply about that so give me an example because my focus is to help at risk youth and uh-huh. yes, and therefore there are a lot of behavioral issues within. Mm-hmm. And actually, I have written a book about how to recognize behavioral problems because it is so important in order to change the narrative about life expectancies and some of the things that we go through that either ruin us or we can overcome those issues we have Mm. to take responsibility for. So can you elaborate a little bit about your strategy? Yeah, I love that. What you said about what you're, what you are working on. That's, um, that's great. And that is really important for, I think uh, people get as kids get older and, um, closer to adulthood maybe or into adolescence. I yes. try to work with parents when their kids are really young, the formative years, which are <laughs> before the, before when you can make the biggest impact is before the age of eight. But um, 
so that <laughs> if we can do that, if we can get to the kids before they're eight and really instill a really good sense of self and confidence and self-worth, um, hopefully they won't have to undo the stories that, that you're talking about. Um, how many adults are in self-help and uh, trying to undo the stories that, that were told to them or that they lived through as, as kids? So childhood is the time to get at this to prevent the mental health problems that happen later on down. Um, so I, when I work with parents, and as I talk about, talk about in my podcast, and this stems from Chinese medicine, is that there are um, five elements, and every person, every child correlates with an element type, um, fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And so when you can identify your child's element type, it tells you a whole lot about what drives them, what motivates them, what stresses them. What it, it's, it's a way to find their inner essence, who they are at the core, which we think that we know in our kids, but this is um, a really fun, easy way to find out what your child's inner essence is. And from there, then you can figure out how best to parent them, how to help them with their motivators and steer them in the direction of what works for them and help them get, not around, get through the challenging times, but it, it makes us more aware of where they're coming from and why they do what they do. And I think the behavior is always, almost always, um, the result, it comes from something that's not right in the, something that feels wrong for the child. It's a reaction to something. It's not that they get up in the morning and say, I'm going to misbehave today, and they intentionally misbehave. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a response or a reaction to something that just isn't right. For instance, a child, I'll give you an example, um, with this element type, um, wood children are really very, very, very active. People might call them hyperactive, but they're just really active. And that's what a wood child is. They go, go, go. They're competitive. They just, they can't sit still in their seats for very long. And that's the way they are. And yes, we're supposed, we should help them a little bit get through that. But if you tell a wood child at the age of seven to sit in the chair for an hour and listen to class, it's not going to happen. So the misbehavior comes that he just can't stand it. And so he starts wiggling around and he jumps out of the seat and he has to start talking to his neighbor because it just doesn't work with his element type. So we need to help see that that is where that's coming from and how to work with it. <laughs> and does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. And through my foundation, as I stated, working with at-risk youth. Yeah. I also work with such as I, you know, have uh, raised my nephew since he mm -hmm. was uh, 14. He's now well, well. 30. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. now 30 years old, but he's unique. So what I mean by that, even though he has a mental disability, if you've mm -hmm. seen him, you wouldn't think he has no issues because he's so normal on the outside. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. biggest issue is when you start talking to him and getting to know him, then you can see the disabilities that he has and everything. And sometimes mm -hmm. people tend to overlook the issue. And the problem is that when you do that, then you are really giving mixed messages because they tend to think that he's so normal because the way he looks on the outside instead of them yeah. really understanding who he is and some of the issues that he has and you can do that when you have discussions with him because he has no clue of what you really are discussing with him but he uh -huh. has this mannerism that he would just agree because it's a conversation going wow <laughs> interesting <laughs> So, yeah. yes, he's a very, very, um, I, I, I say he's too nice because he would just give, give, give. He will give you your last, his last, and not have himself. And that mm -hmm. is the issue that I have, you know, with him. So we are still in a learning process and everything. Always, have you, yeah. Yeah. Have you worked with at-risk youth? Um, really not so much. I really am with um, younger kids, and I have worked with 
certainly I've worked with adolescents plenty, but not necessarily at risk. Um, sounds like you have more of a hands-on experience with that than I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. And the adolescents, how old are they that you deal with? Um, I've seen mostly kids like in middle school. I don't, by the time they get to high school, I've seen a couple, you know, some certainly high schools, but those are farther and fewer between. They're less likely to, um, you know, want to come in to see me. Um, and I do both the counseling or the parent counseling and acupuncture can sometimes be at the same time. Um, so middle school kids will still come in, but the high school kids, um, I don't have quite so much interaction with but middle school that certainly is still a great great time to to have interactions with kids and still do a lot because that's such a confusing um important time Age. in a kid's life yes yeah. it is from anywhere from 12 to 16 i would say yep yep is, yeah and especially with everything that's going on in today's world yeah and the what is accepted mm -hmm. i hope that we can bring god back into our schools and to yeah. some of the places where it is has been taken out of because it's absolutely important to our well-being yeah you for our minds point, yeah. body and soul wouldn't you think yep yep definitely <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what we're doing now isn't working. <laughs> you think? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Julie, you focus on healthy living. And mm -hmm. tell me some of the things about the healthy living aspect that you focus on. Um, again, uh, well, we can all learn from it, but I always like to, my preference is to work with kids. <laughs> um, they're easier to work with actually, but so healthy living, and there are really some very simple things that can help everybody's mental health and physical health and emotional health. And they're very simple. The food that we eat is huge in our, um, all areas of health, certainly our physical health. So the food that we eat, less processed food, less sugar, um, the sleep that we get, people are getting much worse quality sleep, um, in, in, I don't know, probably since the, um, industrial revolution, but the quality of sleep is important. Food that we eat, exercise certainly is, is important, but even more so is getting outside to move around. You don't even have to, you don't have to go for a run or a bike ride or anything, but just get outside and go for a walk, being out in nature in itself has yes. the air and nature as components in the air that are, that are good for the brain and good for the body. Um, so food, sleep, outside in nature, technology, you know, that's another thing that we need to kind of, that's a new dimension to healthy living that we need to not curb, but just know how to handle. It's not going to go away, um, but so that needs to be taken into account into lifestyle. So those are you know those what? are the basics. Yeah, you are right about that, especially technology. My my grandson, who who uh, lives with me, he's he is a guru in technology. I mean, it's nothing that he can't do when it comes <laughs> to fixing things or uh, making sure putting things together. However, the gaming. Yep. Oh my God, the gaming. But yeah. I just, you know what? I let him just do him because he's a A student. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a straight A student. And I, I don't have to worry as much about him in that way. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's good great. with school. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. it, and it's 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 really, really great to see him grow. And he's 13 going on 14. Yeah. But I make sure that I follow up with him in regards to the internet because he, he does have friends that they, you know, game together online. But we cannot forget about following up with that as well because, you know, mm -hmm. with the um, 
predator situation that is online and everything. We have mm-hmm. to make sure that we keep them uh, totally aware yep. of what's good and the things that not to do. So that's right. totally important. Yeah, I completely agree. We need to be, um, I know that I was, when my kids was bringing up my kids, I was a little concerned about being nosy into their affairs as they were teenagers and looking to see what they were doing online, but it's really important to do that. It's important to know where your kids are online and what they're doing. Um, like what you said, it's just we have to be nosy <laughs> and we need to know. And as far as your grandson who's gaming, I, you know, when you say that you have no problems with his behavior and his grades and how he is around the house and all that kind of stuff, then then obviously gaming is not having an adverse effect on him. It doesn't have to have an adverse effect on people. A lot of, a lot of kids it does, but not necessarily. So that's nice that you don't have to deal with that in your home <laughs> as a problem. Well, I have another problem. He's just lazy a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess you just can't win them all, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I have to stay on him about his room and things like that. But other than that, he's a good kid, and yeah. I see yeah. him having a really great future. So that is a blessing. Oh, and good I'm for you. Yeah. I'm very proud of him. So tell me about your book, A Parenting Revolution for Higher Evolution. Yep. Um, it co- it has a lot to do with what we've been talking about. And again, I, I talk about how to understand your child's inner essence. I refer to it in the book quite a bit as the soul. It's the core of your child. It's not the color of the hair or <laughs> the way they look or it's their, it's their soul. It's their inner essence. It was, it's what makes them who they are. It drives them and makes their personality what they are. And so getting in trying to well for one thing getting in touch with one's own as a parent one's own inner essence and soul and what makes you what drives you and makes you who you are is the first thing to do and then you can start to do that with your child and um, again the five element quiz is a good way to get started and then from there um, I talk about things that um, like the the um, Stress and anxiety and depression in youth today is, if you're talking about at-risk youth, um, certainly the numbers show that the, the anxiety and depression and suicide and all that is just going up, 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 up. And so there's something really wrong. And I make the argument that there is too much, well, there is, there is too much of the superficial outside of the person and not enough of that inner soul of the person. Materialism, um, we all, materialism, we use materialism to make us feel better. And again, I'm speaking really about, I focus it on kids, but it's true for all of us. But I think that there's just a lot of materialism and they sort of lose touch with, you know, who they are, what makes them happy, what, not what material thing makes them happy, but what makes them happy inside. Um, the overstimulation, the overpressure that we put on kids, I think is a huge reason for the anxiety. We pressure them to, do well in school and to do well at sports and um, don't give them a whole lot of downtime. Anyways, so the book goes into a lot of this stuff as, as possible um, reasons for the rising rates of anxiety and depression um, in today's youth. And I talk about styles of parenting, for instance, to um, there are par- a lot of parents that rescue their kids, or as they call it, curling, like the sport curling where they clear the ice to let the little rock flow down, <laughs> slide on down and you clear away, sweep, 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 clear the way. There are a lot of parents that do that for their kids. They want to make, it's hard to watch your kids suffer and to have a hard time. So we try to, you know, clear the way and make things easy for them. And that just does them no favor at all. Um, letting them try things and fail and try again and fail again is what builds resilience and teaches them that they can you know, do it. They do have some, they do have the ability to um, succeed. And if we step in and are always rescuing them, they don't get to see that they're able to succeed on their own. So that's a, I think that's a big thing. Um, The other thing that I talk about is being available to your child and actually listening. Um, A child, well, any child, again, any age child really wants to know that they matter and that what they are saying is being heard and, and it does matter. And even though we're, we're preoccupied and we're busy making dinner and, 
you know, yeah, 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 I'm listening to you, but you're not really listening. And so if we can take time to really connect with our, with our kids, sit down and really listen to them, even just for a few minutes and let them know, you know, you put your own phone down and you just connect. You have a, I, you listen to them. And that does a lot of good in helping them realize that, yeah, they do matter. And that from there you get self-worth and from self-worth you get confidence and responsible adults or adolescents going into adults. Um, and so, so it talks about low practicalities like that. It talks about um, just sort of holistic parenting and, and what kids need from us, which is not the next pair of great sneakers. <laughs> right. So true. So true. Six Five Max Foundation offers mentor internships to help at-risk youth, girls, twelve to twenty-two mm-hmm. years old. The customer service skills that are needed. I am a firm believer that no matter what profession or career you pursue, if you do not have the proper uh, customer service skills, the Uh doors will remain shut and opportunities will be limited. Uh I am girl empowerment. And I do also believe that if we are given the right resources, we can overcome life challenges and obstacles, as Les Browns say, to shine amongst the stars. I am always open to discuss the truth and offer the resources through my foundation. And one of my program modules that I love to share is healthy living. I am mm-hmm. a advocate to eat less meat mm-hmm. because there are so many hormones in our food today, we just have to learn how to eat and live healthier. So even though I do not eat, you know, chicken, pork, beef, things like that, I I do eat fish. So that's Mm -hmm. considered meat. And only time I have eaten chicken is when there's nothing else around and I'm at an event and I'm having a salad. Right. And boy, is that chicken good too. (laughs) (laughs) I must say, but yes, but I I can tell you that not eating the other meat products are really, really have been beneficial for me. So I try to advocate that to others. And especially like you said, with the sugar, you know, I don't eat the sugar and and, and everything. We just have to learn how to let go some of the things. I think in the U.S. we're just spoiled humans. Yeah. We just like eat everything, but it's, it is unhealthy for for us. Yep. The fast food, the prepared food, the, um, can, well, not canned food. Canned food's not bad, but just the the processed food is just yeah. has, has a whole lot of hidden sugars and other chemicals and uh, <laughs> preservatives that that yeah, make so a difference. And, it's, and it affects not just um, your physical health, but if you know anything about it's a new thing, the gut as a second brain, the microbiome in the gut. The gut is so important. What you put into your gut affects your mood, your health, your mental health, everything. <laughs> That is so true. And that's what I had to learn about myself because <clears throat> I start, I had to leave like, you know, like the, the, the cakes, I, the cakes and the pies and everything mm. with that sugar. I only could do that. Like just seldomly, like if I'm at a celebration every once in a while, but I had yep. to leave that alone because it was causing me to have like gas, you know, reflex and, digestive issues and Mm -hmm. I studied Dr. Grundy's um, information about what he provides and his services and everything and I tell you it I just left things alone and start drinking a lot more different uh, waters and Mm. juices you know without sugar creating my own you know, milkshakes and things like that. And it has really helped me and I'm not lazy. I don't feel like everything is just pushing down on me in the middle. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) So Julie, how can someone contact you 
to join your podcast or purchase your book? Um, if you go to my uh, website, I have a page for my book. I have a page for all the podcast recordings. They are My podcast airs on Tuesdays, and they're on um, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and on my website. And my website is juliephillipshatch.com. And I have um, my um, coaching availability there, my book availability there, my podcasts and blogs. So everything about me, and my acupuncture even, <laughs> um, is there too. So everything about me is on juliephillipshatch.com. Beautiful. Is there anything else you would like to say before we end today? Um, no, I think that probably I've covered it. I think that the, um, I really just think that the most important thing that we can do is, is really pay attention and listen to our kids, really pay attention to them, be mindfully present, present with them. And, um, no, this, that's, uh, I think that we've, we've covered a lot of it. <laughs> yes, we, we, we have. Yes, we have. It has been a pleasure having you on my show and I thank you very, very much. And I look forward to purchasing a book. Oh, good. All right. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure being here. Yes. Well, readers, I have reached my destination. I am a award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. The book is about a girl who overcame adversity on her journey towards success. I hope to inspire others who are or who have gone through obstacles and challenges to never give up on your dreams, and to learn how to recognize behavioral problems. You can also purchase my book at journeyofasapphire.com, available on amazon.com and Kindle Fire by Pamela Henderson. I hope everyone to have a wonderful, blessed day. And I leave you with this quote. I've learned that people will forget what you have said, People will forget what you have did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Take that with you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.